It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Rams Up, your L.A. Rams podcast. We cover just about any SoCal sports team, but our primary focus here is your Los Angeles Rams. You can also check out our YouTube channel for weekly video content. Our YouTube handle is at LA Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans, to episode 137. We are covering the Rams' 26-10 loss to the Chiefs. You know, I don't know if I've ever watched the Rams lose by 16 points and sort of kind of be a little bit happy. Man, our defense brought it today. They played really well. This is a game, as Greg Olson talked about, You want to play that bend, don't break, make them chew up the clock and force field goals. And our defense, for the most part, did exactly that. Can't be unhappy with our defense. That's for dang sure. And our offense, you know, what do we really expect at this point? What can we really hope for with all these guys out? Our offensive line, a shambles, our third string quarterback. What can we realistically expect out of this offense a couple touchdowns maybe, and you know what? If we had gotten a couple of touchdowns out of this offense and not given the ball away late like we did, might have had a shot at this game. We really might. This game had all the markings of a game we could steal a win. 
Just needed more out of our offense. We had the takeaways. We had the Chiefs settling for field goals. We had the big plays on special teams. Just not enough on offense. That becomes more obvious when we look at my fearsome four keys to the game, and I think I nailed this. What I was really talking about is what are the four things that have to happen for the Rams to have a shot at winning this game? And key number one was just a little bit of productivity from our offense, maybe a couple of TDs. Well, we got halfway there. Halfway. One TD, one field goal. There were sparks there once in a while, but he just felt like this offense was scratching and clawing just to get first downs, kind of like what we've seen all year, really, out of this offense. And it was no different today. So we came up short there. Here's some key number two, big special teams plays. One or two big special teams plays, and we got it. We got two big special teams plays. We got the muffed punt that we recovered, and we had a fake punt that we converted a big fourth down on. And we also had a coffin corner kick pinning the Chiefs back at their four-yard line. But none of it really mattered because our offense couldn't capitalize, right? Very frustrating. Had the opportunities there thanks to our special teams. Offense just wasn't up to it. Here's some key number three, takeaways. We needed two takeaways in my opinion. Well, we got one by the defense, and then we had the muffed punt that we recovered. And you can't really double dip here and say, hey, we need a big special teams play and we need takeaways and count one in both category. I wanted two takeaways by our defense, and we finally got one. Nick Scott's interception in the end zone. So kind of halfway there. I think another takeaway, another interception of Mahomes might have mattered, but the way our offense played probably wouldn't have. We needed all four of these to go our way, really, and we got three out of four. And for some key number four, our D has to force field goals, and they nailed this down for us all day long. Greg Olson going on and on about uh, how impressed he was with our defense. And you know what? We have a good defense. We have a really good defense to hold this Chiefs team to 26 points, given what our offense was getting done. Pretty impressive. Got to tip your hat to this defense for the most part. They played really well. And I'll have some props going out to some specific guys in our later segment. Team stats. Well, Offensively, it's pretty dismal. The Rams had 75 yards of total offense at halftime, finished with 198 yards to the Chiefs 437. Chiefs, of course, ran 17 more plays. Perkins finished 13 for 23 with one TD and the two interceptions. He was also our leading rusher with 44 yards. Akers had 37, Williams 35 yards rushing, both effective at times, but Getting handoffs on first down with 1,500 pounds of chief defenders licking their chops. Really hard to get rolling against that. So I wasn't disappointed in our offensive line or our running backs for that matter. And I want to go back and look at how A.J. Curry did. Didn't have time yet. Kind of curious how he did. Need to take another look at that. Our offensive line, our what, third string offensive line, basically, except for Rob Havenstein. Coleman Shelton was back in there, but still you had our Curry, Matt Skura, Coleman Shelton, Ode Ubushi, and Rob Havenstein uh, trying to get it done against a pretty good Chiefs defense. So 
can't ding them too much. But like I say, I want to go back and look at AJR Curry because if he played well, that could be a very promising development for the Rams given the state of their offensive line. More about next year, of course. On the receiving end, Jefferson had three for 29 yards, 2-2. Atwell, two for 23 yards. Man, that's going to screw up his average. He came in with, what, a 54-yard reception and a 62-yard reception. Finally gets two catches in one game for only 23 yards, but they were both big ones. And Brandon Powell had two for six yards. On defense, Taylor Rapp led the team in tackles. Had a big missed tackle, though. Bobby Wagner, a little light in the stats department, two tackles with four assists. That's not like Bobby Wagner. And last week it was Ernest Jones as a little light in the tackling department. And this week it flipped. Wagner the one not getting in on a lot of action. For the Chiefs, 10 different players with receptions. Mahomes finished with 320 yards. Isaiah Pacheco finished with 69 yards rushing, but by the way he was acting, you think it was 269. Kind of like that hit by Ernest Jones, even though it cost us. So the Rams slipped to 3-8, and eight, turning into a year from hell for the Los Angeles Rams, but you can't ding them for effort in this one. Defense especially, all over the field making plays against a very good Chiefs offense. Rams offense wasn't providing much assistance. Special teams played very well. We'll be back in a minute with our game capture, and then we'll have a bunch of additional notes on this game and Rams notes in general, followed by our loop around the league. And hey, follow us on Instagram. I'm posting before and after the game. Good stuff. Really appreciate it. Back in a second. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And if you're looking for a Week 12 same-game parlay, how about this one? Right now, Texans plus 7 against the Dolphins. The over-under is 45 The Texans have the worst rush defense in the league, giving up 181 yards per game. First of all, I think the Texans plus seven is a good bet, and I think we're going to go with the under on that point total of 45 for a couple reasons. Both teams are going to try to run the ball. That'll shorten the game. Damian Pierce has a good chance of slicing and dicing this Dolphin defense. So both teams are going to be running the ball. So take the Under on the point total, take the Texans plus seven, and I'm going to say take Mostert over on the rushing yardage. He's going to get plenty of action against this Texans defense. And how about this? If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, you get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's capture this game for you. Rams won the toss, meaning the Chiefs get the ball first. They pick up a first down and have to punt. After a penalty on Ramsey... Getting in a little scrum after the play. The Rams are pushed back to their own four-yard line. 
Third down incomplete pass to Lance McCutcheon. Rams have to punt, and it's muffed by the Chiefs. Robert Rochelle recovering, and the Rams have the ball at the Kansas City 43. But on first down, Perkins takes a sack, picks up eight on second down, setting up a third and 13, and Perkins tries to hit Van Jefferson on the sideline. Looks like it was a catch for a first down, but overturned on review, and the Rams have to punt. Chiefs second possession. Starting from their own 12. Chiefs drive for a touchdown. Big plays. A pass to Sky Moore for 18. Kelsey picks up a first down on his first catch of the day. Mahomes scrambles for another first down. A holding call on a big play. Sold by Troy Hill a little bit. But after an incompletion, Mahomes all day long in the pocket. Hits Kelsey who beats Jalen Ramsey pretty badly for a 39-yard TD. Chiefs take a 7-0 lead. Rams third possession. Akers picks up 15 yards on first down. Perkins scrambles for another. Rams offense. Rams offense in what turns out to be their best drive of the first half. End up settling for a 47-yard field goal to make it 7-3 Chiefs. Chiefs third possession of the game. Screenplay to Ronald Jones for 22 yards. Gets them down to the 20 Third and seven from the 17, Mahomes scrambles after Floyd gives up the edge, and Mahomes gets down to the four. But the Rams hold from there. This is one of the things I said they needed to do, force field goals by this great Chiefs offense, and they settle for the 27-yard field goal to go up 10-3. to Rams fourth possession of the day. Perkins scrambles for a first down, but the Rams are forced to punt and Riley Dixon hits Jacob Harris on the fake punt for the first down. Rams get a new set of downs at their own 47. But after a timeout, Chris Jones blows past Matt Skura and Sachs Perkins, and the Rams end up punting again. Riley Dixon, one of the Rams having a great game. Coffin corner kick out at the four-yard line, and the Chiefs from there are able to drive with time running out. The Rams' defense holds in the red zone again. And the Chiefs settle for another field goal. And despite the Rams only having 75 yards of total offense in the first half, the Chiefs hold to just a 13-3 lead at halftime. Second half, Rams get the ball first. Impressive scramble by Perkins. You remember this play. Must have ran a mile, but it was all for naught. Rams go three and out. Kansas City gets the ball at their own 29, two first downs. And then on a third and three at the 47, Taylor Rapp misses a tackle and the Chiefs convert. Down in the red zone now, Mahomes scrambles to the three, first and goal, and Isaiah Pacheco scores from there and the Chiefs go up 20-3. to Pretty impressive drive by the Chiefs, mixing it up very well. Rams playing bend it, don't break. And they give up a touchdown here, but overall defense is doing all they can to keep this game under control. Still, they find themselves down by 17. Rams' next possession, they actually drive and on the first play of the fourth quarter score a touchdown. On the first play of the drive, Perkins play action pass to Van Jefferson for a first down. Williams picks up nine, setting up a third and one, and Perkins converts on a quarterback sneak. From the Chiefs 48, Williams has a six-yard reception. Skowronek's open in the flat on third and two, but the ball is tipped 
Fourth and two, the Rams go for it. Perkins spins out of pressure and finds Tutu Atwell for the first down from the Chiefs' 33. Perkins hits Atwell to the 15-yard line. Lance McCutcheon can't reel in his first reception on the next play. And on fourth and two, Perkins finds Van Jefferson wide open for the touchdown, and the Rams have closed to 20-10. Chiefs' next possession, this is the driver he hits Smith-Schuster with that beautiful back shoulder pass. And then another beautiful throw to Valdez-Scantling to the Rams' 22-yard line. The Rams apparently hold at the 7 on a third and goal. But Aaron Donald is called for a face mask. New set of downs at the Rams' 4 for the Chiefs. And on third and goal, Nick Scott intercepts. The Rams' defense has a takeaway and the Rams have the ball back at the 20. But two plays later, Perkins throws an ill-advised pass that is intercepted. This leads to another Kansas City field goal. And on the next possession, Perkins' pass is tipped and intercepted again, leading to yet another Kansas City field goal. Rams run out the clock to end the game. Chiefs 26, Rams 10. Some additional notes on this Rams game, Chiefs 26, Rams 10. Forgot to mention in the opening segment, my prediction, Rams 27, Chiefs 26. Did I really believe that? No, I did not. What were my fearsome four big plays to the game? Kind of difficult in this game. Chiefs made a lot of little plays, but I identified four that I thought really made the difference. And you know, I'm not going to include the muffed punt by the Chiefs. Did not lead to any points. Rams offense couldn't get it done. Did allow the Rams to flip the field, but Chiefs then went on a long drive and got their first touchdown. And I'm not going to include the trick play, the fake punt, Riley Dixon hitting Jacob Harris for a first down, because again, the Rams did not take advantage of it. And I'm not going to include those three second half interceptions, two by the Chiefs, one by the Rams, Could have been really big plays if the Rams had taken advantage of the Nick Scott interception and maybe went on a drive. But what are the chances of that happening? And no, it did not happen. But here are my fearsome four big plays of the game. Big play number one, chronological order here, Travis Kelsey. A 39-yard catch and run for the first touchdown of the game puts the Chiefs up 7 to nothing. Ramsey beat on that play, but I'm not going to pick on him too much. Travis Kelsey might be the best tight end in the history of the world. Ramsey got beat. That's all you can say about it. And what's unfortunate about that is the Rams were clearly playing their bend-don't-break, forced field goals. Ain't going to happen on this drive. Chiefs get the touchdown, go up 7 to nothing. Here's some big play number two. The Rams have it at their own 45, third and five. And Perkins scrambles left for 13 yards down to the Chiefs' 42. This led to the Rams' first points of the game, a Matt Gay field goal, and it's 7-3. Here's some big play number three. You know that TD called back for the ineligible receiver downfield? I guess we can say it's a play that never happened, but that pushed the Chiefs back. Would have given them their second touchdown, but instead they settle for a field goal and it's 10 to 3 instead of 14 to 3. And for some big play number four on that opening drive of the second half, 
Taylor Rapp has a chance to make the tackle and force a punt, but he misses it. And that drive, sure enough, ended with a Chiefs touchdown to give them a 20-3 lead. And at that point, you're thinking, that's pretty insurmountable the way this offense is playing. If we could hold them to a field goal there, maybe there's still a chance, but down 20-3. to Not turning off the lights and saying the show is over, but things are looking pretty bleak. Some other things worth noting about this game. Hey, the Rams won the coin toss. Thought that was a good omen, but it wasn't. You know, the Rams are getting consistent pressure on Mahomes, just couldn't get him on the ground. And a big part of that was Michael Hoyt. He was really stepping up, had a really good game. And I have to take a step back and say I was wrong about him. Last week, I had heard he was going to step in and get more snaps in Justin Holland's place. And at listed over 300 pounds, I didn't think that would be his role. But hey, what do I know? I was wrong. He was playing a stand-up defensive end, rushing the passer. So I was wrong on that. And I really just thought that was a faux pas by Raheem Morris, but it wasn't. Hoyt had a big game, and I'll talk about him again in a second. And how about a lot of fans missing the end of that Browns-Bucks game to go to America's Game of the Week, the Rams and Chiefs? They're going to hear a lot about that. And was that Roger Carter's first significant play in the NFL, popping Sean McVay in the jaw as he's running onto the field? I have to watch the waiver wire, see if Roger Carter's name shows up. Would have been funny if not for the fact that McVay actually looked like he was hurt significantly, got through it, stayed on the sideline, but I have a feeling he's nursing a sore jaw tonight and tomorrow morning. And the starting offensive line, in case you missed it, A.J. Arcuri, Matt Skura, Coleman Shelton, Abushi and Havenstein on the right side. They said that's our 11th combination, our fourth left tackle. And I want to go back and see how these guys played, especially Arcuri. At first, I would say they actually didn't play too badly considering how the Chiefs' defensive line was stacked up to stop the run. But they were getting pressure, and it was only Bryce Perkins' ability to run and escape, which maybe made this look not as bad as it could have been. If it had been Stafford back there, it might have actually been worse. But they did open some occasional holes in the running game. Again, have to go back and look. I'm not saying these guys played well, but... Maybe not as bad as we expected. I'm especially interested in how A.J. Curry did. I'm going to go back and look, and I will have more on that on our Thursday drop, and maybe we'll have some pro football focus grades on him as well. And hey, give me something that should never happen for $500, please. How about taking a delay the game after a kickoff? Unacceptable. Now, a quarterback getting his first start probably has a lot to do with it, but still. Not a good look. Player props. Let's hand out some game balls. Well, number one's got to be Riley Dixon. He had that fake punt first down pass. He had a coffin corner kick. And let's give him credit for the muff punt too. He had something to do with that maybe, right? And, you know, the entire defense, Michael Hoyt especially, you know, that penalty on Ernest Jones on the sideline, you know, those are so tough. But 
I didn't really like the way Isaiah Pacheco was carrying himself, and I don't think Ernest Jones and some of the Rams defenders cared too much either. So at that point, you don't want to see a guy get hurt, but I don't have a problem with Ernest Jones bringing it at the end of the game like that and popping the guy. And Nick Scott, he laid a couple of licks on the same guy, Isaiah Pacheco. Nick Scott turning into quite a safety. And Kyron Williams, you know, it's not like he had a great game, but he is demonstrating that he's a complete back in the receiving game, carrying the ball, and hey, he had a nice block picking up a guy in pass protection. Kyron Williams getting more and more excited about his potential every week. And on the bad side, you know, we know our offensive line is struggling. There's no reason to hammer on them for that. We're playing with a seventh-round draft pick and two guys that were basically cut by other teams, and then Coleman Shelton and Rob Havenstein. I'm not going to hammer on those guys. I will hammer on Rap. Had a chance to make a big play and did not. And Jalen Ramsey, just not showing up at critical moments. Sure, everybody gets beat by Travis Kelsey, but Jalen Ramsey is paid to not let that happen. I'm going to leave it at that. It's not fair to pound on him about this. It's a tough assignment. A guy like Jalen Ramsey trying to cover the best tight end in the history of the league. But this is a cumulative thing for Ramsey. It's been going on all year, not showing up at critical moments. So that's why I'm listing him here. And he also took that personal foul on that first punt, pushing the Rams back to the four-yard line. I know that's just how Ramsey plays. I know that's his shtick. But that really hurt us, putting his third-string quarterback in a hole on his first possession after the defense had gotten a big stop on the Chiefs' first possession. Coach's corner, the only thing I'll say is I'm going to agree with Greg Olson. Don't know why the Rams just continue to hand it off on first down, help out their quarterback, play action on first down. And why aren't we running jet sweeps? Why aren't we trying anything creative with our speed guys, Brandon Powell and Tutu Atwell, in a game like this? I thought I'd see that for sure. Didn't see it once. And the announcers, I really like this crew, especially Greg Olson. I've mentioned it many times before. Greg Olson is the best in the business. There are a lot of announcers who would have just been hammering on the Rams for getting hammered by the Chiefs 26 to 10. But Olson saw this for what it is a defending Super Bowl champion team that is just decimated by injuries on the offensive side and a defense that's playing really, really well, but is kind of helpless because their offense is contributing next to nothing. I really appreciate Greg Olson. And I've probably said that more than once before, but I'll say it again. Greg Olson, best in the business. And one final note before we move on, Alan Robinson. Out for the year with a stress fracture in his foot. It's going to need surgery. The Rams lose one more guy. Now they're down. Their top two receivers in the depth chart anyways. Robinson out for the year. We'll be back in a minute for our loop around the league. Let's 
let's get into our Week 12 loop around the league. We'll start, of course, with those Thursday Thanksgiving Day games. The Bills 28, the Lions 25, poor Lions trying to get it turned around, trying to get on winning footing, making a run at the playoffs perhaps. They had the Bills where they wanted them, I thought anyways. They get a little conservative at the end there and settle for the 51-yard field goal to tie it up. Maybe they would have been better off if Tyler Bass hadn't missed that extra point earlier, so they would have had to go for the TD. And then Josh Allen and the Bills get the ball back. 28 seconds left, three plays, first play, 36 yards. Reminded me of that first play on the Bucks' final drive to beat the Rams, Brady, connecting for a 32-yard pass to Otten. Worked out the same way for the Bills. They kicked the winning field goal in this case and beat the Lions. Cowboys 28, Giants 20. Are the Giants slowly coming back to earth? Two straight losses. Really wasn't that close. The Giants scored with eight seconds left. Zeke and Tony Pollard combined for 152 yards rushing. C.D. Lamb, big game, 106 yards receiving. And the Vikings 33, the Patriots 26. Minnesota avoiding a second straight loss. They got hammered last week, remember, by the Cowboys at home. The Patriots had taken a 23-16 lead in that game. And Kene Nwangu, hopefully that's close on the pronunciation, returned the ensuing kickoff 97 yards to tie it back up. The teams traded field goals and then the Vikings add a TD with nine minutes left and hang on for the win. Sunday morning games, Dolphins 30, Texans 15, and it wasn't that close. Dolphins led 30 to nothing at one point. Just a complete team effort. The defense had a fumble recovery, scoop and score. Tua threw for 299 yards and a TD. Dolphins continue to look like one of the better teams in the AFC. And what about the Commanders, a team I counted out way too early a few weeks ago. They come away with a 19-13 win over the Falcons. They are 7-5 and five and looking like a playoff team. Taylor Heineke threw for two TDs. Brian Robinson rushed for 105 yards. Kendall Fuller had to intercept Marcus Mariota in the end zone with 58 seconds left to preserve that win, though it almost slipped away from the Commanders. Jets 31, Bears 10. A bad day for Zach Wilson. A great day for his replacement, Mike White, who threw for three TDs. Justin Fields did not play for the Bears, and without him, the Bears are toast. Garrett Wilson had two receiving TDs for the Jets. The Browns beat the Bucks in overtime 23-17. That Bucks offense still looks really stagnant. The Browns scored TDs on their first and last possessions in regulation. And then Jacoby Brissett hit Amari Cooper with a 45-yard pass, setting up the game-winning TD by Nick Chubb in overtime. Panthers 23, the Broncos 10. Sam Darnold got the start and the win for the Panthers Deontay Foreman rushed for 113 yards. Russell Wilson, the Broncos' supposed savior, 19 for 35 for 142 yards, and he got into a heated argument with a Bronco defender during the game. Things going from bad to worse in Bronco land. And I'm going to pat myself on the back on this one. I called it. 
And the Jags come back to beat the Ravens 28-27. The Ravens led 19-10 in the fourth quarter. The Jags rallied, scored a touchdown with 14 seconds left, and went for two and got the win. Trevor Lawrence, big game for him, 29 for 37, 321 yards and three TDs, along with that two-point conversion. Big win for the Jags. Devastating loss for the Ravens. They're still in first place in that division, but the Bengals nipping at their heels. And the Bengals, they came away with the win over the Titans, 20-16. Both teams exit this game with 7-4 and four records. Things looking up for the Jamar Chase-less Bengals. They're on a roll. Joe Burrow to T. Higgins for 27 yards. That was the big play in this game, the touchdown that put the Bengals up. Other afternoon games as the Rams were playing. The Niners won their fourth straight, beating the Saints 13-0. First time the Saints have been shut out in 21 years. Two Alvin Kamara fumbles who were a big part of that. Niners got two stops near their own goal line, one on downs and one on one of those fumbles. Niners taking control of the NFC West. Raiders 40, Seahawks 34. Seahawks, another team, slowly coming back to earth and slowly having their defense exposed, especially on the ground. Josh Jacobs, what a game. Not only did he have an 86-yard run in OT to end the game, he finished with 229 yards rushing in two TDs, plus 74 yards receiving. The Raiders basically out of the playoff picture, and this one really sets the Seahawks back as they fall to 6-5. and five. Chargers 25, Cardinals 24. This is not the type of game the Chargers used to win. They fell behind 10-0, came back and took a 14-10 lead. Game was tied 17-17. Kyler Murray gave the Cardinals a lead 24-17 early in the fourth quarter with a TD pass to James Conner. Then, much like the Jags earlier in the day, the Chargers score with 15 seconds left, go for two, and Herbert hits Gerald Everett for the game winner in the ultra-competitive AFC. This is a big win for the Chargers. They could not afford to go to 5-6. and six. Big win for them as they stay in the thick of it. And in the Sunday night game, the Eagles 40, the Packers 33. The Eagles rushed for 363 yards. Let me say that again. You heard me right. The Eagles rushed for 363 yards. Jalen Hurts accounted for 157 of those yards. Miles Sanders, 143 Aaron Rodgers left that game. Jordan Love came in and actually played well. Six for nine, 113 yards, and a long TD. Eagles are looking pretty darn good right now. Now, I have a concern about them, though. Jalen Hurts has to stay healthy, and his style, he's going to get exposed once in a while, and he took a shot in this game. That's what I worry about with the Eagles. If Hurts stays healthy, I would not necessarily pencil them in for the Super Bowl, but they're going to be a tough out. Probably going to be playing at home. Impressive win for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts has to start protecting himself, though, because the Eagles need him to stay healthy. I get it. It's his running ability that makes him special, but he just has to be a little smarter 
and maybe the Eagles would be wise to protect him a little bit more, de-emphasize his running ability. But hey, you know what? That ain't going to happen. He is what he is. The Eagles looked really good and improved at 10-1. That's going to do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. You'll find links to all of our episodes as well as transcriptions. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Until next time, keep horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.